Hello everyone, and welcome back to a very exciting episode of Sandbox. Jamie, what number episode is it? 22. 22. I don't know about you, but oh, I'm feeling 22. In, in BSL sign language that I just did a video on. What? You, you, you couldn't hear that because it was sign language, but there we oh. go. Moving on. I can't hear sign language. I haven't learned to speak it yet. So... We're going to start the podcast off as any good podcast would, um, any good sandbox episode would, uh, with some news. And Jack, you got some news? Oh no, we're not. No, yeah, we're I've not. got some news. No, what are you not. drinking, Jamie? <laughs> no, we're not. God, I'm. <laughs> You're off your game. Any good I'm sandbox? States. Any good sandbox would start with a host who knows what he's talking about. If you've watched an episode of Sandbox that started with news, you're not even bloody watching Sandbox, I don't think. No, unless you watched like one from pre-episode 14 or, or where we had absolutely many no structure. <laughs> we had quite a lot of structure in the first one, but... Jamie, what are you it, drinking? It went downhill. It went downhill very quick. Um, so today I'm drinking Nut Bastard uh, by Mighty Oak Brewing Company, and it's, it's an absolutely delicious beer that i've had many times but it's incredibly obscure and the chances are very high anyone listening to this podcast has never had it before so it's it's 5.8 percent. it's cloudy and gold and uh it has i'm looking for a description it has got a description of it <laughs> what no, does it have Jamie, you're supposed to be the beer connoisseur. You shouldn't need a description. You should just give it one one whiff and then you'll know. I, I, I couldn't remember if there was a description on the back. There isn't a description on the back of the can. Um, but it's uh, it's got first gold, goldings. Uh, it's got first gold bittering, goldings aroma, and... Uh, ooh, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head now. Browning's Cross as a... Uh, as a dry hop in the fermenter. There we go. And it looks like this. I've already poured it. I was a bit preemptive. I got a bit excited for it. Um, as you can see, oh look, you can see my reflection. As you can see, it's very cloudy. It's very strong. It's extremely strong and delicious tasting. So, yeah. You know what's funny to me? You say that like Nut Bastard is really obscure and no one would have heard of it. <laughs> I don't yeah. think of it as being that because we drink it all the time. <laughs> I know. It would be though, wouldn't it? Yeah. Like, it It really, it's quite, it's sold almost exclusively in Malden. It almost certainly would be very obscure. Do you want to know what I'm drinking, Jamie? I've got the masterful trifecta. Ooh. So I just did a workout. So my first thing is a white chocolate protein shake from myprotein.com. Fantastic, which is very nice. And then I've is also the got one nice. Is it good? It's really good. I'm getting through those sixty-eight flavors they have. Six. Wait, is that is that real? It might be. They've got loads. You oh. should know. You told me about it. I know they've got loads. I didn't realize it was sixty-eight. <laughs> yeah, they've got a lot on there. Uh, when that's done, though, I'm going to have a gin and tonic, <laughs> just to you know, you got to sandbox it up. And I've also got some hydrogen dioxide in this bottle here. Some hydrogen dioxide? Yeah. 
You mean dihydrogen monoxide? I mean... No, that's less fun. <laughs> no, mine's HO2. Listen here, Mr. Chemist Jamie. Do you want to hear my news or not? We'll get into the news. I really want to hear your news Just because save everyone knows face. the best thing to come after the first thing in a podcast is a good, healthy bit of news. That's very true. Fresh, preferably, you know, preferably you've just taken it out of the oven. Um, you've made it that day, you know, it hasn't been in the fridge or anything. It's kind of spicy. I'm going to start... Can we get some news? <laughs> I'm going to start with some a bit more current news. It's Like that's... raisins or like... More raisins. Uh, no, no, this is less raisins. We'll get to the raisins. But the less raisins news is Tony Hawk's uh, 1 and 2. They're getting remakes. Yes, they are. And it looks... They've released a trailer. <sighs> it looks great. It looks really cool. Yeah, it does. It's Tony Hawk's remake. Pro Skater. I had to remember what it was called. I had to Google it shamefully. Yeah, it looks cool. It looks really good. And I miss skating games. I was always more of a skate boy myself. But I did have one of the Tony Hawk's games. I think it was Tony Hawk's Underground. Um, I would like it if skateboard games came back. I would like Skate 4 to be released <laughs> so I can break my bones again. I... I think um, skateboarding and also snowboarding games. Yeah. Like, come on, bring me... Well, like, uh, under uh, both in potential. one neat package, why not? Right, well, I mean, that would be a, quite an ask if you wanted it to be, like, really good, but... Nah. I mean, they're pretty different. Like, very. Nah. <laughs> I just want a general... Pro- <laughs> right, let's just throw surfboarding in as well, then. They're basically the yeah, same. Yeah, call it general pro sports. General... General boarding. General board-related sports. The movie. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because, like, these games were so, like, iconic that they brought skateboarding into the 21st century from the <laughs> 90s. Like, yeah. skateboarding wasn't that big until these games came out, let's be honest. I mean, obviously there were still skateboarders, but it wasn't as mainstream. No. Video games did that. <laughs> I'm cool yeah, like that. it, they're, they're they're a bit too popular. Like they're good games, obviously, but it's surprising how Tony Hawk's skateboarding became such a hit. But yeah, it's really cool. To Jamie, back. do you want to hear something you'll love? Activision it, described it, it as a remaster. <laughs> oh, I don't, 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 don't. I actually know that they said that. And it wound me up so it's not, much. Oh, I've gone blurry. Oh god, I can't. I can't deal with the the, the nomenclature. It's it's really frustrating. I was I was looking at like Reddit or on this announcement, and people were saying like, "Oh, it's really cool that they're remastering." And I was you know, inside like, "Oh." No. And then you see that they say it's a remaster. Like, no, no, people are going to get so confused. <laughs> I'll have things that barely matter for four hundred. Right. <laughs> it's a full-on remake, just to our viewers at home who aren't sure what's happening. It, I don't know why they'd underplay it. Like, they Yeah, it, a... it does underplay it. Like, they've remade the whole thing. They're called Crash and Spyro remakes, and they're, they're like, debatably 
less somewhere, remade. Somewhere in between remake and remaster. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the yeah. So this game looks really cool. It looks it looks like the original games. Um, I saw some people very sad because apparently they couldn't get the license to all of the original music. So it's not going to oh, have all the original music. That's not surprising, though, is it? Massively. Like, that's difficult. L- licensed music in games is notoriously difficult. Yeah. Do you want to hear my other bit of news, which is slightly outdated, because it comes from Star Wars Day, May the 4th Be With You. Go on, then. Let's hear Never it. Never mentioned it, because we're out Wait, of time. that is quite outdated. Yeah, that's go like for a it. a week and a bit ago. But Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. Yes. Yeah. So, that's exciting. New Lego Star Wars. Looks like they're doing some very interesting stuff with it. Could be good. It actually does look pretty cool. Could be a big game. And I do love my Lego games, though I haven't played them in yonks. I don't like when they speak. (laughs) I still don't like that. I've played multiple Lego games now where they speak and it still doesn't feel right. I like the creative ways they got around it in the past. You're right. I mean, yeah, that's you're right. no reason to not play the games. But the big news for Lego Star Wars is that Yaddle is now a playable character. Yeah, I saw that. It's big news. <laughs> Just, okay. That's the main thing I wanted to discuss. I'm currently looking at a picture of Yaddle in all her glory. She looks like a frog that's about to sneeze. I haven't played a Lego game for absolutely ages. And then my brother had a random Harry Potter phase last year didn't last very long at all um but it was when he was reading the books he just got into it for a bit and uh he got lego harry potter on the ps4 and i was playing co-op with him a bit so fun like it's it's the, the games are ultra formulaic and they're all the same but the core the core idea of a lego game is still really fun if you haven't played it for ages like me, I'm kind of interested in Lego Star Wars. <laughs> oh, for sure. It's 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 really fun. It's a great collectathon for players like me. It's it's a collectathon that I can get behind though, um, because I think the the unlocks are pretty good. Yeah. And it still like, has the characters are unique and you get like cool areas and yeah. And it still has like cheats and stuff. But that's <laughs> yeah. fun. Why don't games do that anymore? <sighs> yeah, I know. I don't understand that. I think just games in general have become more mature. I was going to uh, say they want to be more immersive. Yeah, I think mean, that's the yeah. reason. Great so, fun though. I'm looking forward to it. A couple of uh, a couple of things, if you don't mind me moving on. Move on. So the first thing I want to talk about, which I'm quite excited about, uh, as of this recording of this podcast, but I think it was about two hours ago now. Um, Epic. Uh, announced Unreal Engine 5 and it's really cool uh, Unreal Engine 4 it feels like it hasn't been around for long enough um, Yeah, it kind of has it's been around for ages it's just it's, games didn't adopt it for quite a long time because Unreal Engine 3 was so popular when it came out yeah um, and it, it, it they basically released this real-time demo and it was it was quite unique actually because usually with unreal demos it's like it's it's like a fixed it's like a cutscene. it's like a a cut scene that's being rendered in real time yeah and you kind of watch it and you're like 
yeah, that's cool, but it's a, it's literally a cutscene. Whereas this was actually pl- a playable demo. Yeah, uh, I'm watching it now. It's it's properly properly awesome. It looks. It's running on a PlayStation Five as well. That's also uh, quite good marketing for PlayStation Five. Mm. So, obviously, it looks it looks crazy. It's all in the details, of course, because um, if you if you saw a quick screenshot, you'd be forgiven for thinking it's Rise of the Tomb Raider or Shadow <laughs> of the Tomb Raider, um, because that's already a really good looking game. Um, but if you if you watch the demo. It's it's all in the the crazy crazy details of everything around them. Oh, it looks incredible! I would highly recommend to our viewers that they go and watch the Unreal Engine Five reveal. It's a bit weird, actually. So a lot of the build up to next gen consoles has been a bit uh, a bit tepid because a lot of the a lot of talking has been about oh 4K and 60 FPS. But the problem with 4K 60fps is that a, a 2080 Ti, which is more powerful than both the new consoles, can it, it can't run most games at 4K 60 or at the moment. So if if they're all if they're targeting 4K 60, all the games are going to look the same. So at the moment, up until now, it's kind of been a bit boring. It's just like oh. Your games are going to look the same, just shinier, basically. This is the first time we've seen next-gen gameplay, which is focusing on the graphics, and that's it. It's yeah. so good. No, it looks really good. I mean, you could be forgiven for thinking this was just a picture of real life. Yeah. I mean, there's all there's already... There's games. Uh, I, I genuinely uh, mix up game screenshots and real life photos quite often um on the internet um there, there's the, a whole the subreddit first... basically for that and it's a really it's really... divine gaming photos i mean i saw a picture of from spider-man as in oh, the 2018 wow. game and i thought it was a cosplay at first when i was scrolling through and then i realized it was from the game the yeah i we have in terms of stills we've reached photorealism um already uh, I, I remember uh, there was a someone put on some thread somewhere. I don't know. Um, someone made a joke about um, LA, parts of LA. Oh my, actually no, it's probably Detroit. Actually, uh, looking like Fallout, and they post a picture. Yeah, and I genuinely thought it was a picture of Fallout and not and not real life. I was and I looked at it. I was like, oh, that's no, no, that's that's a real picture. Man, games actually look like that though. Yeah, <laughs> it was really crazy. Like, oh, that's just a picture of Fallout. No, no, no. Yeah, there's a bit in this demo where there's a bunch of insects and she shines a light at them and they all disperse. Do you think they made a big deal out of that? Like when the Call of Duty creators were showing off their fish that swim away from. Oh. No, they they probably made a big deal about the lighting. I, I could, the lighting um... is very. I mean. I, I can't really describe it. It's just so realistic. I'll very quickly. I won't go into detail. I'll very quickly. I would recommend if you want to obviously just watch the video. But to, to summarize, the the lighting is a brand new lighting technique. It's not ray tracing. 
um, they they can although uh, it can it can be used in junction with ray tracing to make it better. Um, and basically, uh, in games when you when you walk up to an object, it's getting more and more detailed as you go towards it. They like make Spyro the Dragon started that exactly, exactly, uh, and all objects do that. Um, and it, to be honest, it's quite noticeable. I, I find it quite noticeable quite often when you're approaching objects. You kind of see it kind of pop in sometimes. Um, this in Unreal Engine Five, they it has a name, but it's got a new rendering technique which eliminates pop in completely. And it's, it's it's to do with the way they, they do the lighting. Um, but it basically, they do it so that you're, you're never going to see pop-in, ever. It's just, everything is like maximum detail at all times, which is so awesome. Watch so when they did the light, that. <laughs> when they did the light, because everything's rendered in full detail, the light can accurately bounce off of things all the time without having to be like, have like, Math tricks to make it look good, basically. It's it's it looks really impressive. No, this does. This is this is exciting. I mean, there's always there's always this thing with new consoles as well, where people are like, oh, consoles are, just aren't going to catch up with PC. Like, what's the point? You always hear that argument, mm. but like, this is the first thing I'm seeing that's making me think, like, man, this looks really good. Yeah, it, consoles have to be have to keep. The only reason PCs are GPUs are as good as they are really has massively been accelerated by consoles being as powerful as they are. Like the they they make AMD especially have have essentially made a, a GPU for the, the consoles and then it's basically a cut down version of what they're going to release on PC. So they, the only reason why the PC one exists is because the consoles exist. So it's always going to happen. Of course, the PC costs market. more money. So that's the that's what you that's the whole thing. Um, there's other stuff I need to talk about. This this will excite you actually. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if you know about this or not. Because it wasn't, it was quite a low-key announcement. Civ Six is getting a season pass. So quite interesting. It came out three and a half years ago, and a lot of people kind of assumed there wasn't going to be a third expansion because they've had an expansion last year. They had an expansion the year before that, but they usually announce it in December. And it comes out around about now, but well, March, whatever. This is basically that expansion, but they're they're going to be they're going to be pacing it out over a year. Um, they're adding. Uh, let me have a look at the one sec. Actually, it'll probably be quicker if I find it in Steam. <laughs> they're adding the Maya um, and Grand Columbia pack. That's, that's it. it. So uh, you found it. They're adding essentially an expansion's worth of content over the course of the next year. Which, 
for people who face it a lot is really exciting because nobody expected there to be any more content um and it's actually pretty beefy is they're adding quite a lot of stuff to it over the course of a year um and personally i i think it was a good shout because i wasn't sure what they could add in an expansion as like their the next gimmick um without making it too much <laughs> so yeah yeah it looks good i'm reading it now there's a lot to it new leaders new sieves new game modes a lot of new game modes the game modes kind of interesting actually um the way to describe these game modes is that you can uh you can add you can turn them basically they're, they're toggles so you can have all the game modes on at once so you can have i don't know what they're going to be but apocalypse mode can be played in conjunction with whatever the other ones are secret society so you, sounds fun yeah i know it sounds so cool yeah and then there's the vague new game modes and more new content <laughs> i guess they're yeah, waiting new, to announce whatever new content is yeah <laughs> yeah that's cool stuff still don't own civ 6 highly highly recommend it gives me a reason to i mean but then you i spend it. so much money 30 pounds of course yeah but then i mean for the season pass oh for the season pass what? yeah yeah well it's another like 30 pound for it for the year i guess 30 pounds gets you all the current dlc both expansions and the game oh so i'd be spending 60 pound for everything like that's pretty reasonable <laughs> yeah it's not too bad yeah that's fair well, you don't need the season pass, in fairness. I need it. Like, you, you could probably, probably wait a year. You're going to have plenty of content if you bought the game brand new right now. So that's that. Um, the, the next thing is something that we mentioned last week, and it's a shame because now that we're talking about it now, uh, it's, it's outdated news. But the reason why is because the announcement came a day after um, our... Our podcast was filmed last week. I know what you're going to say now, yeah. <laughs> uh, Xbox Inside! Yay! Jamie, you, you were so excited, you hyped it up, it was going to be the best thing ever, you were going to stay up so late to watch it all and talk about it and read about it. How'd it go? So, I I didn't watch it, um, which at the time, I was kind of like, oh man, oh well, I guess I'll just, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, you're a little bummed, but you know. I'm so glad I missed it. <laughs> um, I did enjoy receiving your updates about it. Immense backlash online about the games they showed. So, I mean, I won't go through the list. I mean, it's a small list, don't get me wrong, but basically a lot of like AA games. Not Not the sort of thing that you want to see one of like your brand new big fat console like these the, everything they showed was stuff that can already be done very very easily on i would the call some of them a games yeah i would say some of them are a games actually yeah you're right i mean and also indie as well like bright memory infinite is by definition an indie game that's an i game that is an i game um yeah just 
meh, whatever. It, it, a bit of I a shame. I got but... two messages from you in in succession. It was like, oh man, I can't watch it. That that's a shame. And then the next message was like, <laughs> thank God I missed it. It was awful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was a, a yeah. poll on IGN the next day, and it was like, oh, which Ooh. games are you most excited for on Xbox? <sighs> and it was like Assassin's Creed Valhalla, ninety-eight percent of the votes. And then like four I, other games yeah. that I don't even remember yeah. hearing about. I actually voted on that poll. I vote for Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Not that I'm particularly excited for that, but uh, I'm mildly excited for it. I'll see what updates there are. It's something that I'd be hyped about if I was about to buy a new console on launch day. Because you've got to be hyped about something. <laughs> Have you? Have you seen the Lord of the Rings Gollum? What do you mean? The game. Oh, no. What is it? No, I'm, I'm Googling have a, have this a now. Quick, have a quick Google and tell me what you think about this next generation game that is... I hadn't heard of this. A very, very well-known IP. What, is this, is this, a, is this a Xbox One? Yeah. Um, it's it's made by a, a small studio, so it's not like unforgivable the the way it looks. But it's one of it. It, it was it was the first screenshots for it were shown before this event. It reminds me a bit so, of uh, a bit of Overlord. You're so right. Yeah, it's totally like Overlord. Yeah, I hadn't heard of this. Was this in the announcement? No, I, I don't believe it was. Gonna say it was before that. I I thought you just went. Have I heard of Gollum? No, no, no. I was so confused. <laughs> no, what I mean think about it. This looks like it could be a very interesting game, though. But yeah, it doesn't scream next gen. Like if this was an indie game that was being released now for like for twenty pounds, I might be interested. I'm, I'm not. I won't lie to you. I I think this game looks bad. Oh man, really? I, I think I think it, I think this is like a bad game. Yeah. Oh, that's really sad. I mean, the free screenshots I'm seeing is one very nice, beautiful environment, which you know invokes kind of cool exploration, something that looks quite fun and stealthy, and then some kind of choices on on how Smeagol's going to react and what sort of direction his personality is going to go in. But uh, yeah, I haven't I haven't actually seen any actual gameplay, so it's probably just bad. It's just. It's just not very... I just don't think it's very exciting, is it? It's like... It's very... It's a weird choice. The most ex- exciting next-gen thing that I've seen so far... And I'm talking... Hellblade 2 doesn't count, because that was just a CGI trailer. Which, that does look really good. But, in terms of actual, like, this is the game... The coolest thing I've seen is Unreal Engine 5. Yeah, I was going to say, for sure. Seriously, there's nothing else. It's, no, really, this looks it's really dry. I mean, I hope it does look this good. Yeah. I mean, this is this is going to be the best it will look, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it looks great. Well, That's what's cool? It that... hyped me up more than anything else. Yeah. Um, and then they, 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 yeah, the whole Xbox. I mean, I won't go into the games. Whatever, you've... If, if you're listening to this podcast, you PlayStation already... fanboys rise oh, again. 
No, I mean, P- at the moment, just PC fanboys. All these games are either already out on PC or across platforms, so it's weird. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So that that's the news. That's 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 what we've got. It's been quite cool. Um, I will More say, had recently uh, tomorrow, uh, there is a, an Nvidia. Uh, press com- online press conference which I actually this time will be definitely watching and um, live streaming don't hype so, up Jamie you might embarrass yourself again <laughs> I'm not hyping it I'm not hyping it but I'm 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 kind of excited which is very bad because it absolutely is going to be a dry dry <laughs> press conference it will it will get to the end and they'll be like here's and here's the, the gaming GPU <laughs> and then they'll, they'll spend half an hour talking about rasterization techniques Yeah, and that is not something that I find crazy interesting you know yeah. so I mean there'll we'll, be something we'll cool in there in, you know technologically there'll be some cool stuff people basically find I'm taking one for the team in the in the um uh, interest of journalism. Do for it. Do for uh, it. Go for it. I got my letters. I will wrong. end off this news segment by saying that to add fuel to this uh, graphics card fire, um, Huang uh, Jensen, the CEO of Nvidia, um, earlier today posted a tweet. Oh no, it wasn't even a. No, it was a tweet, but it was actually a, a like a tiny little with like thirty second YouTube video on the like Nvidia's official YouTube channel, and it hits him in his house, and he opens the oven, and the title the fun, the title of the video is, um, "Let's see what Jensen's been baking," and he like he takes out this huge tray of graphics cards. And he smells it and goes, hmm, fresh. <laughs> Puts it on the table and that's it. That's brilliant. How, this this guy, he actually cracks me up because he's like an actual CEO. He's incredibly smart. Yeah. Like genuine. He's also, he seems to be a really good boss as well. Like, but he's also has a little bit of Reggie in him. Yeah, uh, I, I, that's actually what I was thinking. <laughs> You've got to have a bit of Mimi in you. But Nintendo works like Nintendo's like yeah, you got to be a bit Mimi if you're the, the the president of Nintendo. Yeah. But Nvidia are, are like yeah, they're not pretty, quite as... a pretty serious company. Yeah, they're not they, like family they, oriented like Nintendo. <laughs> no, they're like they're like quite businessy and yeah, that is funny. But then, but then you have then you have this guy who. He always wears a leather jacket, and it's it's become like a meme. And he knows he knows it because he always makes a big deal about putting it on. Um, and he knows that although this press conference is serious and not for gamers, he knows that like ninety percent of the people watching it are probably gamers. That's really funny. I was going to say that's the thing. Like you say that about Nvidia, they're a more serious company and stuff. But I mean, realistically, most of their audience is probably gamers it <laughs> or is, it's yeah. definitely gamers it's all people like us who like you know build computers to play games with and just want to see how to make their games run better when i 
I this, this is a very long, uh, long-winded uh, closing statement. This is, this, this closing statement, but uh, I did a, as you know, but for the audience, I did a um, for my dissertation for uni. It involved computers. It involved graphics cards and doing oh, yeah. like yeah, intense that. calculations using them. Um, I've never, I've never actually met people other than other than like friends who are so nerdy and hyped about graphics cards ever like my professor was like wetting himself he came in and he was like look what i've got and he had a, he had a 1080 ti and he was like i'll slap this baby right in and he, he like opened up a desktop and everyone's like crowding around like oh that's gonna that's gonna sweat i love it and like the the whole room was really hot because everyone was running these cards and like they were all getting really excited by how hot it was because they were like, "Oh yeah, it's crunching numbers." Never ever seen anything like that in my life. <laughs> well, that was an almost pornographic story. And now for our sponsor. <laughs> Brilliant timing. So, Jack. Yeah. Tell me, what have you been watching? Anything? Have you got anything to talk about watching wise? Oh man, I feel like I have. Let me think on that. Did I tell you right, I really me... watched Jojo Rabbit? You didn't. No. Did I not? No, you didn't tell me that. I don't think you did anyway. I rewatched. I rewatched Jojo Rabbit. Great film. Um, because my parents hadn't seen it, and I love it. We watched Hunt for the Wilder People as well because my dad hadn't seen that, so I rewatched that with him, and he loved it, of course. And then my parents loved Jojo Rabbit. <laughs> And they're big Taika Waititi fans. And now we're just looking forward to him making Thor Love and Thunder and a random unnamed Star Wars movie. I feel like we talked about that, right? Yeah, we talked about that, yeah. Yeah. So let's not dwell on that. Jojo Rabbit's great. I think it really manages to somehow balance the tone between Nazis are evil, horrible... I mean, all the terrible words, regime... But also, it's, it's, it's a silly Taika Waititi film. I think the entire film wouldn't work. Spoilers for Jojo Rabbit. Skip ahead. <laughs> timestamps in the description. Now you have to do timestamps, Jamie. Um, I, I actually do that. That's good. I, I do see that, to be fair. I think the whole film wouldn't work if um, his mum didn't die. Because that's the only real bit in the film where it's like, oh yeah, this is about Nazis. <laughs> Yeah, you're you're right. It a lot a lot of the movie gets away with. I mean, clearly, clearly there's an overwhelming Nazi thing, obviously, but but it's so it kind of, silly. It, it's it's kind of I I can't say you forget. You obviously don't forget, but it does feel sidelined. All these crazy things are happening, and you're like, oh yeah, they're they're Nazis. And all these, because it's made so normal, and the kids are doing weird stuff, but they make it seem like it's so normal. Yeah, I would say it's kind of um, conveniently sidelined, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the for sake sure. of the movie to happen, but I think. And then you have that brilliant scene, and I can't remember his name. But you have that brilliant scene where they walk into the house and hail Hitler like a hundred times. <laughs> yes, uh, Stephen Merchant. That's it. Um, yeah, Stephen Merchant and his death squad. That scene's great because it it kind of both shows. It's obviously really stupid, and I think it's hilarious. 
Um, but it also shows like the the kind of what's the word I'm looking for? Like the the insane rules basically that the Nazi party had. Because this this isn't even satire that they did they did constantly hell Hitler. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a funny way of doing it, and it works really well. And that scene's also really tense, impressively. Um, yeah. Psycho Titi does quite a good job of having a a surprisingly tense scene in his really silly films. There's a bit in Hunt for the Wilder People where they find this cabin in the middle of the woods, and some hunters come in, and they're kind of talking to the to the two main characters like oh yeah people are looking for you you know they think yeah. you're a pedophile <laughs> that sort of thing but yeah obviously it's it's kind of more tense in jojo rabbit because it's nazis and stuff and it's also really good that there's obviously the whole they're hailing hitler back and forth like 20 times and it's funny and then sam rockwell and um alfie allen come in they do it again and it's funny again blah 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 but then it twists completely when they go upstairs and see the jewish girl pretending to be jojo's mm. sister and then she has to hail hitler she's yeah i yeah, mean yeah, yeah. both both the the main two kids in that film are incredible i say kid mm. she's probably like 20 or so in real life but you know yeah i think i think she actually is yeah. yeah i mean she's supposed to be like 17 18 in the film anyway but yeah um but they're both really good and especially in that scene where she kind of pauses and like you can see the pain in her eyes and then she starts saying how Hitler to all of them. It's like, oh, it's really like crushing, but it's like, yeah, it's really good. What a movie. <laughs> it's a really good movie, I think. Yeah. It's definitely not perfect, but it's great. <laughs> Sam Rockwell does a great job of being extremely likable yet again. I can't remember the last film I saw Sam Rockwell in where he wasn't like the most likable character ever. He's just so great. I can't think of many films that I've seen him in, but you'll probably be able to tell me tell me some that I have. He's in um, a lot of. I can't remember the director's name. He made three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Oh, I've um, definitely seen that. <laughs> uh, in Bruges, Seven Psychopaths. Blah, God, blah, that, blah. I, I completely oh, wait, forgot about that movie. He's in Seven Psychopaths. He's in a lot of films, basically, but yeah. Yeah. Rebel Wilson's really funny in it. I don't always find Rebel Wilson too funny, but she's really funny in this. Yeah. Solid. Solid movie, yeah, for sure. Good movie. I'm, I watch his career with great interest. <laughs> it's also funny how uh, this one feels especially Wes Anderson-y, and like, you can't help but compare it to like Moonrise Kingdom. Which is just such a different movie, but there's just that kind of like Boy I, Scout I to, similarity to it. So I've I've only watched I've watched half of Moonrise Kingdom, and I, I need to I need to watch that movie to watch in that full. Together. There was a reason I, something happened, and I was watching it in my house at uni, and something happened, and we stopped watching it. It wasn't because we didn't like it. I think everyone fell asleep. I think we were watching it too late. <laughs> like 4am after you got back from a night out or something it was, it was something sh- no it wasn't actually it was after like watching like three movies in a row <laughs> it was just yeah. stupid not the way movies are supposed to be watched yeah we often put ourselves in those situations mm. yeah good stuff what have you well, been watching Jamie I've been watching Harry Potter oh yeah like you said you would oh Obviously, I, I'm not prepared to have a big old conversation about Harry Potter. <laughs> I mean, because... that deserves its own podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what What's cool is that I'm not. I'm not like 
a big fan of it in that I don't know I don't know all of it but yeah, I'm not a mega of fan of Harry Potter I'm just a standard so, fan <laughs> what's been what's been really interesting for me is that there's a lot of things I do remember and there's a whole lot of things I don't remember and what's been cool is that there's been characters who I know are not what they seem but I can't remember like the details of those characters and then so I'm watching it from a brand new perspective that I've never watched these films before in that like you know for example Snape I was going to say Snape I'm like what's the deal with Snape I'm like I know I'm watching him differently because I know completely there's something different he's not just like a dick I know there's more to his character and I can't remember what that is that's quite funny actually really excited to learn again what that was um and also the fact that uh, just I'm on uh we've just finished uh Prisoner of Azkaban and uh those I always remember those three movies are like the, towards the end of Prisoner of Azkaban, it loses it, but they kind of whimsical, as I, I think I said before. Yeah, we, we were having this uh, conversation last week about yeah. Goblet of Fire is the the total transition. Oh man, you're in for a treat. Yeah, I, Prisoner of Azkaban's yeah. really good. That was always one of my favourites. I, I was, I was ready. I was watching the time travel bit, and I was ready to get really mad. Yeah, um, that genuinely is one of the better time travel sequences I've seen in any movie. Yeah, the only criticism is that they just abandon it after that. Yeah, that's, that, that's, that's literally it. Yeah. Because the actual scene itself is actually... I was watching it like, oh, here we go. And I couldn't remember... I remember it being criticised, but the criticism is that they don't use it again. But I couldn't remember... I was expecting the criticism to be that it doesn't make any sense. But actually, it was pretty much like immaculately done like it was spot on how they did it yeah, I was they, really it, like oh, they follow yeah, their own fine. rules yeah yeah but yeah like like you said that it never comes back again like, oh okay yeah which I felt they could have explained it could have just been Hermione like oh this is too dangerous and then destroy it you know what would have been really cool that, a way of doing it what a cool explanation would have been that they actually did because this would still be following their rules they they actually did use it again multiple times, and failed. And because because of the, their their rules dictate that you can't change time, it would make sense. It would it would all work. That would be pretty sick, I think. But yeah, but they would they would know, right? Because it's still it's still just them doing. They would they would only know once they got to the point where they used it, which. If they were like the the final book, the final story happens, and they're adults, and they're like, "Should we go back in time and try and like oh, I see what stop you this mean. all happening?" I see what you mean, yeah. But in they my head, they would have used it before then. <laughs> they would have used yeah, it constantly. Sure, 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 <laughs> yeah, sure. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But but like a cool, yeah, yeah. In that in that sense, yeah. Yeah. So the next film, you've got the world's introduction to Robert Pattinson. I'm pretty sure. I think it was like the first thing he was in. Is David Tennant in this as well? Yeah, yeah, David Tennant's in the next one. Yeah, yeah. Goblet of Fire's got a great cast. It has actually. I was looking on IMDb um, in anticipation for it. (laughs) I'm hyped for it. Speaking of which, 
um, additional news. Uh, Robert Pattinson saying that he doesn't want to doesn't want to exercise much for Batman. <laughs> I saw that come up today. Interesting. <laughs> well, he wants to stay a nice, slim, lean Batman. Yeah, I mean, I fully expect him to be um, buff by anyone's standards. But oh, yeah, just, just Robert Pattinson's standard is enough. Like Christian Bale um, oh. was. A tank. <laughs> yeah, he he got huge, and then yeah. he lost it all, and then he yeah. gained it all again for the Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> he's an insane person. He said he's going to stop doing that now. He really should. Yeah, he should medically. Yeah, Robert Pattinson. How old is he? It must be like forty something. 50. Yeah, he's got to be in his forties. I think he's still in his forties, but he's he's old enough. Old enough. Yeah. Even when he was younger, he shouldn't have been doing that. Mm-mm. Yeah, Robert Pattinson's playing a very early Batman, so it wouldn't even you know for the for the mega nerds and the the really picky viewers it's going to canonically make sense if he's a bit slimmer yeah it's like a year into being batman or something i think he's playing i'm really hyped for that movie by the way we did we talk about this last week uh not last week but we've definitely spoke about it before oh we we oh yeah, we have spoken about it before just we talked about just just the cast of that movie oh, i'm excited uh, is is ridiculous you got jeffrey wright you got zoe kravitz you got paul dano it's going to be good it really is. It's going to be good indeed. And Robert Pattinson, we're both big fans. Robert Pattinson, I need to rewatch Twilight because I've, I think I've seen the second I'm one just, all I'm the way through Twilight. and bits of the first one. I saw the second one at the cinema. I don't remember why. I think it was probably to impress a girl. <laughs> Are you serious, Jack? Oh, uh, you know, but I've seen. Oh, that is. That is something that you haven't told me. That's brilliant. I've never. I, I'm pretty sure I've never seen the first one all the way through, but I've definitely seen bits, potentially just through YouTube videos taking the piss. I've only seen the first one, um, and the reason for that was because my sister. Oh, this when they came excuse. over, we'd, we'd take it in turns to pick movies, and because she was so young at the time, it was always like, oh god, it's, it's my sister's turn. Uh, I bet you forced you forced her to watch Twilight. We watched we watched the, the Barbie movie and stuff. It was awful. That's and then we should when we it was should my do brother's that. turn. What we should do podcasts where we watched like your sister's old movies. That sounds like a fate worse than death. <laughs> Let's do it. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say uh, my older brother. When it was his turn, he'd pick like Jaws. So it it was it was ridiculous. It was it was absurd because at first my parents said, "No, you can't do that. It has to be family friendly." But then then he made the point like, "I'm five years older than her. I don't want to watch Universal movies." So basically, I don't remember what what we did, but. We did end up watching the ones that he wanted to watch. It was so funny. A compromise that satisfies no one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, my point anyway was was going to be that Rob, Robert Pattinson just always gives his all. He's great in every movie I've seen him in. Yeah. And I feel like Twilight would be an exception because he absolutely hates those movies. I know, I know. And he hated them at the time. But I would still be intrigued to see. Good times. Should I tell you what I've been playing, Jamie? I'd love to know. Please tell me. I've been playing 2018 Spider-Man. Oh, man. 
I brought it. I want it late. I want it. It's so good. It really feels like all of those games we were talking about from like the 2000s, like those single player linear story games with an open world map, like your Assassin's Creed's and your every other game. Maybe not the 2000s, maybe the early 2010s. But it's really good. It's just it's, it's just that same classic formula, but just polished amazingly. It's great. I think it looks. I mean, clearly it looks awesome. And, yeah. And I haven't played it though. I mean, the the best thing about it is you feel like Spider Man. It's <sighs> it's it's really comparable to um, the Batman Arkham series. I mean, in the sense that a lot of the um, what's what I'm looking for. A lot of the functionality is the same. Like you've got. I've got a question. Go for it. What What is the open world like? Because I I'm only familiar with PlayStation One and Two Spider Man, and of course they all take place exclusively on top of high rise buildings. Wait, could you not? Could you not land on the ground? No. (laughs) I don't remember that. That's weird. Well, yeah, I was going to say so. I've owned many Spider-Man games over the years, mainly, like, based on the movies. And Spider-Man 2 was the last one I remember enjoying. <laughs> I, I, I think it had proper swinging mechanics where you actually had to attach to buildings and oh, right, nice. let go and reattach, and it was fun, like that. Um, but every even in that game, New York just felt extremely bland, and it wasn't a very fun open world. Yeah. But in this, it's really cool. It feels really good. I mean, it's 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 huge map. It's it's like a quarter the size of New York, I think. Like they've scaled it down. They've chopped the top off. They've cut out some streets, replaced them with some fictional streets, that sort of thing. But mm. it's really cool. It really feels alive. It's you know everyone's like talking to you in the streets and stuff. There's like landmarks to take pictures of because obviously it's Spider-Man. He's got his camera and all that. See, and it's really fun to swing around in. Yeah. And, and if there's not a building, you can't swing. Like Central Park, you can swing off tall trees, but you can't attach okay, to nothing. Okay, so here's, here's my thing. Because I can imagine this is a real difficult thing with Spider-Man games. In most open-world games, you are another person. And you coexist in this world of other people. In Spider-Man, everyone knows you're Spider-Man. You are clearly Spider-Man. You are not... As long as you're dressed as Spider-Man, you are not part of this... You're not coexisting in an open world. You are completely... It is your sandbox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are God. Yeah. So, (laughs) can you go outside of Spidey's outfit or not? There are... I don't. I. I mean, I'm not very far into it. Also, I should specify, but I don't think that you can open world play as Peter Parker. But there's certain, um, I guess, missions where you're inside going somewhere and you play as Peter Parker, and there obviously. Okay. But it, even in those scenarios, everyone knows you. Like the, the bit I just played, which I actually wanted to talk about, uh, is your. I think it's like Aunt May's birthday or something. You're going to surprise her with a cake with like her boss and some other people, and she works at this homeless shelter. And 
you go there and you're walking through the homeless shelter, interacting with items and stuff, talking to people, and everyone like knows you. You're like, they're like, oh hi Pete, how are you doing? You can talk to them, blah blah blah, all right. stuff. Um, but obviously that's that's a bit different to playing Spider Man. But no, what I what I wanted to say about that was the the thing that makes it really feel like Spider Man is you're not just going around punching people, which obviously you are doing quite a lot of. But there's also like there's a bit where you're in the lab with Doctor Octopus. This is before he's Doctor Octopus, um, and you're Doc Ock. Love bit Doc Ock. He's he's great in this as well. They've got a good relationship, and he he's just doing you're doing some puzzles that are like science related. They're all like matching games and stuff like that. But you know they implement them. Um, and there's obviously this homeless shelter bit where he's going around talking to different people, and they're like, "Oh, thanks for your help with that." Blah blah blah. But it's like this is this is what Spider Man is. Like this is this is yeah. why he's a hero. It's not because he just goes around fighting crime, which obviously he does do, and it's a massive help. But it's like Peter Parker himself is the hero. He's always helping people, and he's doing the little things. You know, he's friendly neighborhood Spider Man, and it's yeah. really great. And there's all there's just always bits like that. It's it really good. Just it, it sounds like a great game. It looks amazing. Yeah. And it's got more like there's some stealth moments that that are fun. And stealth's cool. Nice. Okay. Yeah, it, it's very um, Arkham Knight. Like you crawl in vents and zip people up your web. Obviously, it's got the same combat mechanics where it kind of makes more sense here, though, because in Batman, obviously, he senses a punch and like turns around and punches back, whatever. You can do all your, your counters mm. and stuff. But in Spider Man, it makes more canonical sense because he's got yeah. spider senses. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's quite hard as well. The combat's much harder than I was expecting. You have to be a lot more strategic with it. That's, That's good. good. And people I... react very quickly. Like, I keep thinking, oh, I'm Spider Man, I'll be fine. But, like, I'll zip down from the top of a building and punch someone. And in a heartbeat, their mate will turn around and just, like, clock me in the jaw. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> and there's people okay, shooting in, at in you Batman. all the time. You've got to web them up. It's, yeah. In Batman, you can go into a bit of a routine. When you're fighting generic baddies, you can just like, kind of mindlessly hit them, and you'll be all right. Yeah, it's quite rare that you'll be facing generic baddies as well. They introduce all the baddies straight away. <laughs> well, I, I say that I don't know. There's probably going to be more, but they they introduce like your giant brute, your guy with a shield, and your guy with a zappy stick, like immediately Brilliant. straight off the Brilliant. bat. <laughs> Brilliant. It's good, and I haven't even got into the proper story yet. Um, well, obviously, on on the back of the cover, it's got your standard. Oh, there's a new threat after Kingpin is locked away, which is like the yeah. opening tutorial sort of section. And I know very little about this game, so I don't know what villains are going to be in it. I'm assuming Doc Ock's going to turn at some point, but maybe not. But I'm excited, and I think I'm at the point where the villain's about to be revealed. I'm at a point where I'm playing as Mary Jane in a museum, oh, um, like doing some journalist work. And some like men in masks come in and started trying to rob stuff, and their subtitles call them demons. So, oh no, I don't know where it's going. Oh no, but it's really oh. cool. The characters are great as well. Aunt May's great, Mary Jane's great, Peter Parker's great, and it, it's there's just so many because there's there's a lot of like collectibles and stuff. Like one of the collectibles, air quotes, is um you take pictures of New York landmarks. Obviously, some mm-hmm. fictional, some real. Um, and some of them are like Peter Parker just hidden backpacks webbed to walls around the city and you find them and it's all just like mementos from his past like um, the movie ticket from his first date with Mary Jane oh no it's like a menu from a restaurant stuff like that Oh, 
but there's loads of lore in there like um him and mary jane aren't together anymore um he mentions like oh when he was a kid all his friends looked up to iron man but he looked up to doc ock or stuff like whoa. that whoa, 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 whoa. iron man's canon yeah yeah i mean I, oh, I think he usually is but yeah it's cool that he's mentioned um wait no he, he's not usually canon at all well i guess not in like the movie time not, games. not in the movies and stuff. no 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 no, no. But, but there's there was like other spider-man games oh man i didn't realize that I didn't realise that they were going to mention Iron Man, considering the strange relationship with Sony and Marvel, you know? I was going to say, I don't know how much that translates to the games, but I guess it would. I have no idea. No, I, no, I don't <laughs> think it would. I think it, I think that would just be movies, because I think games are the same licensing as the comics, basically. Okay, okay. That would be... I haven't, I know nothing about the law. Oh, you say that. <laughs> you say that, but I'm pretty sure that Spider-Man is completely owned by Sony, hence why it is PS4 exclusive. Yeah, that I'm could be I'm pretty sure true. that is the case. With Spider-Man you, specifically. You mean, you mean the game? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, no. I mean... Well, the game... Or, and uh, the film. what would you call it? Yeah, like, digital media, I guess. You're weird. <laughs> Not related Spider-Man to the appe- comics. Spider-Man films. appears in uh, Ultimate Alliance 3, which is exclusive to Switch, so I don't know. A bit weird. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that works. That's cool stuff, though. There's a bit in The Homeless Shelter as well where he says about, like, Flash Thompson started up this thing to help war veterans. It's like, that's cool. Flash Thompson's, like, the school bully, but it's cool that that that's so interesting. That is so interesting. And it's like he's been doing it for eight years at this point. So he was like twenty three, starting when he was fifteen. How old? How old is Spider Man then? Twenty three. I think twenty three. And it's like he quit his job with J. Jonah Jameson after Daily Bugle reported this thing about Spider Man killing some people. There's loads of really cool lore <sighs> already. I haven't been playing for too long in the grand scheme of. It. Oh, okay. I am. You've said so much. I'm so hyped. <laughs> Honestly. Everything you've said has got to be so hyped to play this. It's really cool, I, and it's really, really feels like Spider-Man. Can I throw in a bit of news that I should have mentioned? Do it. It's related. Cool. Um, oh, I think it's something like simple, like it's on a, I think it's PlayStation Game Studios mm. or Sony Game Studios or something. Mm. It's a new initiative that has been announced. Mm. And it's basically like a, mm. but it's basically Sony, Sony's way of saying this is a first-party Sony game. This is a PlayStation-made yeah. game. It's kind of we just have been fun, funded a seal by of approval on their exclusives. Well, yeah, yeah, kind of, kind of. It's a way of branching all their different first-party studios all into one because it's got they've got quite a few. So, um, Xbox has done the same thing. They've got like loads of they've taken loads of developers and put it under one xbox branch yeah um i think it's called xbox studios as well it's saying it's exactly the same thing um <laughs> very it's very funny actually how similar they are yeah the main takeaway is that this is basically they're paving the way to multi-platform sony games that is the whole point of this sony studios thing it's not a stamp of approval it, because you don't need that if it was exclusive to a PlayStation. It's actually all about rebranding exclusives to be multi-platform, i.e. on PC. 
which is freaking awesome. It's kind of that a... means all the crazy awesome PlayStation exclusives that I'm dying to play might actually come to PC. It's kind of a like. Like, oh, PC gamers, you like this game? It was made by PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it's a way of them, instead of it just being another game, yeah, like you said, it's like, it's it's to solidify it as this is a, this is a Sony game. We're, we're giving you this game. We're, you know, yeah, you yeah. You should like us a lot for like this. That. that is cool. Um, before we wrap up this podcast... Would I be able to quickly talk about a game I've been playing? It's the way it it's goes, Ghost Runner. Jamie, we need to know. It's called Ghost Runner. Yeah. Very, very cool game. Um, there's a video on the channel about it, for me playing it. And it is a... It's a highly replayable, uh, very fast-paced, first-person action game where the gimmick other than it I mean one of the gimmicks is the fact that you can like run on walls and like the it's very fluid the, the game plays very well it's very mirror's and it's edge very, yeah very mirror's edge um, it's it's unique in that there's not that many games that nail uh, platforming in first person uh, like mirror's edge is one of the very few examples of that to be honest um, and also the fact that you can actually slow down time midair or not just mid-air, but any time, uh, for a short period of time to evade bullets. Basically just a really nice, cool action game. Very simple. It's not open world. It's not. It's incredibly linear. It encourages playing through as fast as you can. It's just... It looks great. Like The, like the, the graphics are, are really cool. It's basically just a, a, ref- a refreshingly simple action game um, that's come out of nowhere and I, I like how simple it is it's not oh you know there's this and then there's also all these side quests and there's also did you know how deep this is this is like no no we, this is really really fun you'll probably play it you probably finish it in like five hours I, I can imagine and then you'll want to play it again straight after uh, and beat a time uh, I played a demo had a lot of fun um, the demo is obviously like super short, but it's demo, so whatever. Um, it has ray tracing, which is um, <laughs> definitely I love a bit ray tracing. Love me some ray tracing. Uh, it, it's it's yeah. Uh, <laughs> the 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 ray tracing is quite demanding, so most people won't use it. If you have, if you run it in four K. It runs at seven frames per second uh, on a twenty eighty Ti, apparently. So that's not worth it. If Everyone's going to go 4K. out and get their twenty eighty Ti's just for Ghost Runner ray tracing. Yeah, it's it's an indie game, um, which is why you'd buy an expensive graphics card. Um, but if you want to, if you want to see more of my opinions on that uh, and my reaction to that, please, please do check out our YouTube channel um, and have a look at the video. Uh, we've been playing a, f- uh, a few uh, new games, some of which you may not have seen before uh, recently. So uh, even more incentive for you to check out the channel, subscribe and like all of the things that are on it. And with that, I would like you, Jack Cox, 
to finish this podcast with one of your famous lines. Oh, I don't have any famous lines now, but um, if if you want to get away from the terrible present day, travel back in time to 2018, the year of Spider-Man, and consume some Spider-Man culture, like Spider-Man Far From Home, Spider-Man 2018, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And just listen to Elevate by DJ Carlil featuring Denzel Curry, YBN, Cordai, Suave and Trevor Ricky over and over again. Bye.